Insightful Connections. And I am Michelle from Michelle R. Price, a light worker. Welcome to the podcast. Becca and I, a couple of spiritually aware chicks who have a few interesting things to say. And here we are again, Beck, having a few interesting things to say. Yes, and hopefully being able to get some people to learn something, give some guidance with a card draw, which Michelle's going to do today, Mm -hmm. and maybe share a few tips and tricks. Yeah, well, I hope so. I'm uh, Hopefully we'll come up with something <laughs> during the show, Rebecca. Um, today we're actually going to, this is going to be interesting, Beck. Um, and I was thinking about this because last time we did sort of goals and, you know, looking ahead and goal setting and stuff like that. But I thought we'd split it into kind of two. And today my inspo was to do like the year ahead. So 2023 and what that may or may not mean. So exactly. And I think we've mentioned in the past couple of episodes too, just really sort of touched on it that um 2023 is going to be a number seven year it sure is in numerology yeah luckily enough Mm -hmm. i've actually got a seven in the card draw (laughs) which is great here's one i prepared earlier very Um, cool yeah i actually just drew them um so beck what uh we might just catch on what we've been doing and um getting up to and stuff like that if you like before we get into the show absolutely Absolutely. So would you like to kick it off or do you want me to start? Or You go. You go ahead. All right. Uh, so some amazing healing stories, Beck. And uh, one, in fact, just blew my mind and made me super emotional is a beautiful gentleman, a client of mine who's in a wheelchair. He's wheelchair bound. And um, I actually don't know what happened because um, we mostly just done healing together. We haven't really done readings. And while his family comes through, no one's sort of enlightened me as to what actually happened to him. But The last time I saw him, his grandma came in and she was pestering me about his dad and kept repeating stuff about his father and his dad and his father and his dad and all of this. And so I wrote it down and I just said, look, when he came around, I said, I don't know uh, much about your family, but I was like, your grandmother keeps telling you, you need to talk to your father or something. Um, You need to have a conversation. And he said to me, well, I haven't spoken to him in uh, 30 years. Um, He stopped talking to me when I had the accident that put me in the wheelchair. And I was like, wow, What? And he's like, yeah, I haven't spoken to him in 30 years. And so I said, can you reach out? Is that an option? And he sort of, I gave him that to think about and he left. And then he sent me a message and he said, "Um, Michelle, I reached out to my dad, like you said, um, and he's agreed to see me. So we're meeting up. And that's the first time in 30 years. And I was like, that is amazing. And that's not even doing readings. That's just doing a healing that his grandmother was able to come through and, you know, communicate that message. And so um, I thought that was really beautiful and just such an amazing transformation. And another lady that I had here, she's in her 80s. And, you know, Beck, it's interesting because we heal, you know, I don't know about you, but I find that I heal a lot of people who are you know, already doing the work, they're younger, you know, pretty healthy. I do heal some fairly sick people, but sometimes they're younger, you know. Uh, But this lady's in the 80s. She's got diabetes. Um, She's got a fractured uh, lower back, lower spine. Um, She's actually broken her um, sort of back. And so she's in a lot of pain. And the first time I met her, she came in with a a wheelie walker um, and couldn't walk on her own. And her husband had to help her. Her daughter was on the other side. It was pretty, pretty intense operation getting her on the table, um, to be honest. And um, we did this healing. And no joke, it took me actually 15 minutes to wake this lady up. And I was actually really worried about her. Like I was actually going, oh my gosh, is she breathing? And I got a <laughs> husband over because he was sitting there and I was like, can you wake her up? And he's shaking his shoulders, like physically moving her and she wasn't waking up. And I'm thinking, I don't even what happened? Like what on earth? And then her daughter came. So I opened the door and the breeze blew in the front door 
and actually woke her up. And she was just like, oh, oh, you know, like she'd just been asleep for five minutes and she was completely out cold and she thought she was in heaven. She was like talking to her ancestors. She was talking to her grandmother and a great grandmother and all of this. And she was just having the most wonderful time. And she had no idea we'd been trying to wake her up for 15 minutes. And so she actually came back, right? So she got the healing, did the healing, went away. Apparently she went home and threw up. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because she actually went home and vomited everywhere. <laughs> and then um, got COVID. So she did a healing with me. She's in her 80s, comes from the UK, right? Comes to Australia, gets a healing, gets COVID. And then she's never been better. Like she got COVID, no problem, sniffles, whatever, comes over, happy as Larry. And her daughter's telling me she's never been better, Michelle. Anyway, she runs in the door, Rebecca. <laughs> she no longer has a wheelie walker. She doesn't even <laughs> she doesn't even use it. She's walking unaided, runs in the door, hi. And I'm like, what? Last time she had people on either side of her. Um, and she's like off, she doesn't have to be on diabetes medication anymore. She's off the diabetes medication um since the healing. Her glucose levels leveled out and um, I did a pranic treatment, not Reiki, but I did a pranic treatment on her for diabetes. She's off the diabetes medication, um, no longer using any sort of walking assistance, uh, walking aids. And I just couldn't believe it's the same person. Did a healing on her and she loved it. She dropped out, went on a little journey, came back. Um, she's now going to a spiritualist church. So this is a lady who had no spiritual beliefs. I know. And these are the transformations. And it just, it amazes me, especially heading into the new year, what we're talking about today, heading into the new year, I'm like, this is blowing my mind because as I said, I heal people who are already kind of doing the work and they're a bit enlightened or whatever. So to heal someone who's not that way in their eighties, pretty sick, fractured back, no pain anymore. I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like it was amazing. Uh, and that's why I do this. That's why I do this sort of stuff. Um, but I want more of those sorts of people because, I mean, seeing that sort of reaction from someone is so exciting, whereas other people are like, oh, it was really nice and I saw A, B and C and I saw a butterfly and I'm like, great. Um, I like this sort of, you know, reaction is amazing. Um, 15 minutes waking up was a bit scary. But um, <laughs> other than that, it was really <laughs> awesome, you know, seeing this transformation in this lady. Uh, anyway, love, that's been my week. How's uh, How are you? How are you getting on? Oh, my gosh. I should have gone first. I don't think I could. I can compete with that. <laughs> <laughs> I gave her the option. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. No, it's it's a good week. It's, it's been a good week. Slowly getting some stuff unpacked and sorted and placed and how. Um, so I've got my 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 seven foot Christmas tree up, Michelle. Um, Holy, we got a seven so, footer too. Yours is seven yeah, foot. Yeah, yeah got, we got a big well, one. I've actually got four Christmas trees. Oh my lord! I know, but there's a story to that. There's always a story to it. Yeah. So my seven foot Christmas tree, I haven't been able to put up for a couple of years because we just haven't had the room in the house, or the ceilings haven't been high enough, or there just hasn't been the room because it's a big tree. Mm -hmm. It's tall and it's wide. Um. So I have the one I originally brought 18 years ago, 19, 20 years ago, I should say, roughly. Um, and I just can't bring myself to get rid of it. It's beautiful. It still looks gorgeous. So I normally set that one up as like a, a chocolate tree or something like that now. That's what we do in our family. That's the tradition my nan put in place. So we have a chocolate tree and a Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. Um, so we go and buy chocolates and hang them on there and candy canes and, and that's that tree. And you just sort of, you know, if you feel like a bit of chocolate, you grab one and off we go. Um, so that's that one. But 
I've also got my mum's tree because if you remember this time last year, she was in a flurry and moving over to Western Australia before the borders closed yes, again. Yes, that's right. And what have you. So she left um, some stuff with me and one of them was her Christmas tree. And I'm like, well, it can't just sort of sit there. It's got to come out. <laughs> it's expecting to come out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I have the tree that I, I, I bought over the past couple of years because I couldn't fit the seven-footer in. So anyway, moving on. Um, one's going out on the porch for the Christmas decorations. One's going out in the under the pergola area. Um, the chocolate tree I haven't set up this year yet, um, but we'll see how we go because I just don't have room. I've got boxes everywhere. But the seven-footer is up and looks absolutely gorgeous. And I'm just so pleased. It just feels so good to be able to have my big Christmas tree up and and a little bit of it's kind of like um it's grounding to the family that the big tree is up and even though we're in all this chaos with boxes mm. everywhere, it's it's kind some of consistency like, or normality. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So it feels really good. Feels really, really good. So that's that's what we've been doing. I'm just super excited about having it up because it's been I think three or four years since I've been able to put it up. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we had the little six footer. You might remember yeah. me saying last time, and then we um it fell apart, so we just bought a seven footer, and it um it fits. You know, the ceilings are high enough, but mm. yeah, the space that we had for the six footer kind of isn't really uh big enough, so it was a little bit of a squeeze, um width wise getting into yeah. that little space there but we uh squeezed it in there and made it fit um becca might just go through the cards quickly as well yeah, absolutely. Um, and this is actually really cool i actually drew a full i did a full draw so for the listener at home and for becca and i um the first message and i did get a number seven this is an 11 though master number and that's my master number 11 um there's a doorway there opening so if you get an 11 11 is about your mission life purpose, get on track, get on with doing it, you know, uh, doorways are opening. So that's awesome heading into 2023. Um, this one has a briefcase and a guy in a suit. So if that is a new career job, something like that, that you're looking for, um, doors opening mean a bunch of things and it could be a move, could be other things. Um, but just the guy in the business suit sort of makes me feel, you know, career. Uh, so doorways opening in terms of that, new opportunities, maybe starting a side hustle, you know, something like that. Um, but an 11. Um, so that card is basically doorways. Uh, the next one is about angel signs and messages from the angels. So that's an eight representing abundance and prosperity. So we've got the uh, clouds there, which is how, uh, and the birds, there's doves flying around as well. And so that's how uh, spirit, you know, your loved ones in spirit tend to send messages. So mm -hmm. Symbols in the clouds, numbers in the clouds, faces in the clouds, and also through the birds. The birds are messengers uh, or feathers. Yeah. Um, so just noticing those signs. That means be more present because when we're present, we notice the signs. When we're not, we ignore them and we don't see them. Okay. So really just presence for you heading into the new year. We're getting into a busy period now with the holidays. And speaking of holidays, there's your number seven. So four and three at the top there makes a seven. Um, and this basically is a travel card. Um, mm. There's a bunch of different pictures of various monuments from around the world. And Beck, I actually looked at this closely the other day. A, a girlfriend of mine and I were studying this card and there's actually no pyramids in here that I can see. So I thought that was quite strange. I really expect it because there's pyramids all around the world and I couldn't find any pyramids representing Egypt. So that was quite interesting. There's a great big suitcase in the middle. Um, mm. but this is a number seven. So 2023 is the um, subject of um, what we're talking about today, and that is a seven year. 
um, that this represents travel moving forward. So potentially this is a good sign for us because people have been not really traveling as much because of flights being really expensive. Everything's kind of a hangover from COVID. So um, hopefully this means that things are going to start to come back to normal and we can actually do a bit more of that, you know, the travel side of things. So I'm hoping that's, you know, I'm saying that with optimism, uh, travel sort of moving forward is there's a few places we want to go. And I always use the bottom of the deck as my clarifier. Um, This is number three and we've got baby. Um, So if those of you who are listening, if any of you are trying, if you're using assisted, you know, reproduction and stuff like that, IVF, um, this can be a really good sign for you, this card. So um, a good omen, in other words. So if you are trying or you know someone who is, um, that's a really good omen for them. Baby generally relates to, this card relates to generally uh, more assisted. Um, so IVF, um, artificial, etc. cetera. Um, so little bubbles there potentially coming through for somebody as well, if you're listening at home. So I'll take a photo of these. I thought I'd do, because it's the end of the year, I thought I'd do a full draw and I'm glad I did because number seven, uh, came out in the third card. So the future card, which was the travel card. So that is the card draw, Beck. Very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. So we might get into the show, um, as I sort of take a photo and post this in the show notes, um, of this card, actually might take a photo that way because it didn't spin it around for me. (laughs) All right. Uh, so we've got our photo now. Getting into the show, so what I thought uh, we would start with, Beck, is a few different definitions of the year 2023, and I think this might be helpful for the listener at home just to suss it out for themselves and figure out what it may mean for them because this is a very individual thing, really. And so according to the Chinese Zodiac, I thought I'd start with the Chinese Zodiac uh, for 2023. Um, This is a year of the water rabbits. So starting from uh, January 22nd, 2023 um that's chinese new year so that's when they have the dragons come out and do their little snapping dragons and all the music and the drums and all that stuff in chinatown um their new year then ends on february 9th 2024 so that's how their year is sort of structured and so the sign of the rabbit's a symbol of longevity peace and prosperity and it's also pretty to be a year of hope Uh, rabbits themselves are believed to be vigilant witty quick-minded and ingenious so if you are a rabbit sign um then that would represent uh hopefully yourself Uh, i'm a dragon beck and um so that means that i'm uh, a bit fiery which makes sense uh hubby's a goat i actually googled it this morning because i was like what is he i actually don't even know so i looked up 1979 which is his date of birth and um he's a goat so uh, dragons, though, um, have innate courage, tenacity, intelligence, uh, were enthusiastic and confident, uh, not afraid of challenges and are willing to take risks. Um, sometimes dragons are aggressive, angry as well um, and don't like criticism. And let me tell you, I definitely relate to that. After working in a newsroom <laughs> and having uh, different news directors and bosses and things like that, I do not like criticism one little bit, uh, which really amazes me. I spend as much time as I did in um, in radio. <laughs> reading the news because you open yourself up to a lot of that let me tell you you certainly do but it was it was see and this is the thing this is the thing too um we don't necessarily understand when we're in like for example yourself you're in that job you're in that job for so long and now you sort of look back and go why was I doing that for so long why was I doing that for so long because you don't understand until you actually do take those steps to a new direction Mm. And and that's the thing. People, um, it doesn't actually click until after they've stepped away from something and then moved moved on to a, 
another thing in hindsight is just 100 percent agree amazing it's amazing yeah. <laughs> hindsight so um look i just wanted to say um I'm not open to very good criticism either. I actually I, I do a lot better than I used to, say 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Criticized me 20 years ago. Forget it. Forget it. <laughs> I dig my heels in and I was that's it. Fist down beside me. I was stubborn, 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 stubborn. Um, but I'm certainly a lot better with it now and and tend to sort of um take on the broader perspective. And I think that again, Michelle, is is very the same reason is mm. The changes that I've made and the you know moving forward to um for expansion mm. really that's what it is it's expansion um so I am doing a little bit better with that definitely still human and have my have my moments at times but um that's that's how I feel about that but I just wanted to say that over the past few years, I've you know we've seen a huge focus on mental health awareness, focus on mindfulness from logical type, you know, people like psychologists and medical professionals. Um, so with twenty twenty three being a, a number seven year, I feel like, and and this is my view that we'll see some more of those opposites working together. So spirit, spirit spirituality, and science—the masculine and the feminine—coming together and and um, creating different different pathways for everyone if that makes sense Mm. I feel like that's going to be um a lot more sort of togetherness and and cooperation in in respect so it's not sort of going to be like science and spirituality them and us and and you know us and them Mm. type thing I just feel like there's going to be a lot of that sort of more balance with that Mm -hmm. um moving forward yeah. Um, so, Beck, I actually broke down the um, prediction as well into Taurus um, and our horoscopes. So, um, and I'm a Taurus, that's why I looked at Taurians. So, if you're listening to this, I have put everything into the show notes. So, all the links from what I'm talking about are in the show notes. So, if you want to look up your own horoscope, um, if it's not, you know, one of Becca's or mine uh, that we're doing today, then you can look up your own as well. And these are really great sites that I found. So um, the Taurus Yearly Horoscope for 2023 encourages you to make a few changes um, and these are for the better. So the idea is that we want to follow our dreams and obviously heading to a new year, we've always got, you know, new ideas, new dreams and stuff like that. So um, we want you to give your best um, and you may have to then interrupt your regular life. And that's sort of what Beck was talking about, about, you know, working in one job for a long time, getting made redundant. And then that's a little bit of a uh, speed bump you might say. So the predictions um, don't say that the year is going to make you struggle necessarily. This year I have found pretty hard. 2022 I found pretty challenging. Um, I did find, I think a lot of other personalities a bit challenging. I was feeling quite triggered. Um, So 2023 I think is going to be a little bit different in that respect, Um, but it will definitely make you better by placing you in hard situations where your decisions um, will be important. So there may be some more clashes with people um, around us. Um, and based on that, things can get a little bit um, out of hand or feel like they're getting a little bit out of hand. Um, but in terms of the Taurus, um, our ruling planet is Venus, which means that um, there will be blessings around personal and professional lives of us. Um, and that's good for love, you know, relationships. So um, a bit of safeguarding may be required um, in terms of the Taurians out there. 
and that will be important heading into 2023. Um, and watching expectations, I think, as well. Um, this is a year of learning um, for us, uh, Torians, the bull. Um, and it will be, by the looks of it, a little bit challenging as well. But I think we had a lot of retrogrades, Mars and Mercury in retrograde this year. And I think that was what really threw a lot of things out because it just felt like we were treading water, you know, a lot. And uh, certainly that's a bit of two steps forward, one step back kind of vibe. So, um, yeah, hopefully 2023, a little bit uh, less of that. Hopefully. But I also feel um, what I actually want to say in regards to that is those, those retrogrades that we've had, Mercury and retrograde, sort of, like you said, two steps forward, one step back. It mm. kind of just, um, and what it does is it slows, slows down our momentum a bit and helps us to sort of stop and think about where we are moving forward. Definitely. Um, that's Ari in the background, by the way. <laughs> Sorry about oh. that. He's in the front <laughs> room. He's starting to talk now. He's happy. He's starting to really be vocal. Um, he's been boxed in for a little while, so he was sulking. Um, but, yeah, two steps forward, one step back. And I think that's what we needed moving into 2023. So what that was actually teaching us was a bit of patience, a bit of um, releasing of what we couldn't control mm. and just letting things be, you know, um, instead of trying to control things that we couldn't. And I think that's going to be a big takeaway for 2023, something to, um, you know, utilise those skills moving forward if we were lucky enough to to sort of master them a little bit. <laughs> So Aquarius, Aquarius, this is my, this is what I, I call myself a query ass. Um, but so just like your symbol, um, bearing too much to say out loud, but the Aquarius yearly horoscope in 2023 will share some days and events with you wherein you can enjoy some me time and work on yourself to achieve better things in the year ahead. So moreover, the year would be great for you if you're consistently putting in all your efforts in the right places. On the contrary, Remember not to ignore any warnings that hold you back from performing something, um, which is interesting, Michelle, because this is already kicking in. Uh, the warnings that are, are holding me back from performing something. So several times in this last week, I have actually gone, I should really grab that and take that with me or I'll note where that is because I'll need that later. Mm. And just things that, you know, just random things nothing that's going to make a big difference but then at the I'll be off doing something and I'll be like oh I mean I, I saw that there I should have grabbed it and taken it with me because now uh, I need it funny and this is what's been happening yeah so yeah. so um yeah so do not ignore any warnings that hold you back from performing something and it's not just materialistic things it's also moving forward for your own personal growth so um right things will come with sun and mars especially in your personal life the Mars transit 2023 will also fix things that were running off track from the previous year. Yeah, I love that. Influence of planets Rahu and Ketu will be there too on your horoscope. But Aquarius natives, you need to show the situations your best and impeccable side. Even if the situation looks hard, stick to the right thing. And soon around the third quarter, the missing piece of your puzzle will be right in front of your eyes. Stay a little careful as not everything you think works the way you want. So don't try to bend the situation. Instead, try to adjust yourself in that manner. This is what we we're talking about before. Also, never move into something with selfish motives as it can make your 
good year, it turned into not such a good one. Libra. So I'm a Libra rising. Uh, so, And I was told by an astrologer many, many years ago to read my rising sign as well. So the Libra, we all know that balance is the key to your calmness and the Lib Libra yearly horoscope for 2023 strongly indicates the same. However, introspection, understanding the developments and making changes according to the time would be something you will need. Planetary transits will favor you to quiet and extent and bring satisfaction to your life. Still remember that not everything that is correct will work for you. Where one on one side, some planets will try to shake the equilibrium equilibrium you love others will help you attain it back again right from the first quarter of 2023 you will have to be in action Libra natives must mind the point that also saturn is here to test you for things we love saturn rahu is to trick you into situations you have to search for silver lining in everything for some period of time you may require the help of others avoid being egotistic and must seek the required help uh, soon it will be at your door to satisfaction in the year 2023. It's luck opportunities and great things are waiting for you in the year. Only you have to be utterly clear and positive about the things you are planning or looking out for. And that's a big takeaway too for, for everyone, not just for Libra. If everyone is making um, clear what it is, the changes they want to do, what the direction is they want to go, um, and sticking to that and not not concerned with what other people say or think or feel about your situation because at the end of the day you are you they are not you and reaching out for help in there I heard mm. too so yeah. if you don't don't know how to do it or what to do or you know you're not sure um then reach out and ask you know that's why I have business cards on my desk because I like to refer you know people if someone's looking for someone um you know make a lot of contacts in the work I do. So it's, um yeah, a really good idea to reach out and get someone who knows a bit more about whatever it is that you want to learn about. Really good message. Um, 2023, Beck, is uh, seven years. So you add the numbers two plus two plus three to get you seven. And uh, seven actually represents the search for deeper meaning. And you actually alluded to something I'm going to be talking about, um, I think, in my next break, um, which is the combination of spirituality and um, enlightenment and um, that sort of thing, science and, I guess, spirituality. But uh, deeper meaning, have a think about that. So number seven is special because it's connected with the planet Ketu in uh, Vedic astrology. So um, that's a shadow planet. So um, that's now considered synonymous with the moon's south node and uh, Neptune in Western astrology. So um, the shadow planet, thinking about, um, you know, eclipses and uh, that sort of thing, it brings up our shadow side. It makes us a bit uncomfortable. Um, and then when, you know, the eclipse passes and it shines a light on all of those um, little things that we don't always want to look at. So it's an opportunity for healing. Uh, both of those things are deeply connected with spiritual enlightenment and intuition. But before we can get to the enlightenment, the problem is, or not the problem, but what you need to do to get to that enlightenment or that awakening is you need to go through the tricky things. That's why we have to have the shadow first. Um, so seven is a number of both spirituality and science, um, sort of in alignment with what Beck was talking about before. So, uh, and that's according to Jasmine Wolf. She's a numerologist. So I put the link to her thoughts in the show notes um, if you want to follow up on that. Um, now, this really intrigues me because I've already seen heaps of, um, you know, science-based people or more logically minded people. So psychologists, nurses, mm -hmm. doctors, um, people like that coming and having readings. And um, that's quite surprising for me because 
I don't feel like a lot of them would have done that in the past. And a lot of them are telling me I've never had a reading before, don't know why I'm here, uh, but they've showed up anyway because they felt a calling or they saw me pop up in their newsfeed or someone talked about me. So I just feel like people are sort of looking for different ways to maybe heal grief or something. So I'm loving it. I think it's a great process. I don't mind someone who's science-based. If they come in, I'm like, great, you know, love the challenge. Um, let's do a reading. So it doesn't bother me, but I just find it super interesting that they are coming. Very cool. Yeah. But maybe more in 2023, I guess. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I just, something that has been quite predominant for me this, uh, also this, you know, towards the end of this year, um, coming into 2023, which I'm super excited about actually, um, is, and I don't know if you've sort of noticed the same sort of thing, Michelle, a lot of things shui um references have been coming up so I obviously I'm moving house everything's sort of all over the place at the moment but before I even moved into this place I started creating things like cures for different areas of the house and oh um yeah yeah so it was sort of like it came up and I thought oh that's a good idea and okay and thinking about the house after I'd seen it and I thought okay well I feel like I need to put this here and do this and I've made little um covers I got a little two dollar shop basket mm. like like a little dish plastic dish thing um probably about the size of my hand and I've actually tipped it upside down and put stones on it and glued the stones in and put like the green stones and oh. and the earth rocks and things like that to put over the drains as drain cures um so that finances aren't going down the drains in the bathroom when they're not oh in. I didn't even know what you were talking about when you said cures yeah, yeah so um, so this is what we've got areas in your house and aspects of your house um, that have, you know, different energy leaks that go through. So I made these things and I put them on. And um, fortunately for, for me, my kids, they, they do humor me. They might not understand at the time why I want things done, but they do. They get out of the shower and they put this back over the drain <laughs> and it blocks it, but it's got the earth stones and everything, which helps sort of filter the... Um, you know, having an open drain, mm. that's area of the house here is money. So that means that, you know, all the finances are just going down the drain, so to speak. So Feng Shui, um, prior to moving into this house, was was really um, sort of in my face everywhere, everywhere. And the other one that's been showing up a lot, which goes sort of um, in line with that, is bonsais. Little Chinese bonsais. Little Chinese bonsais. Very, very... Um, they're just everywhere at the moment. Like, you know, it's Christmas time. They make good Greek gifts and, and what have you. But I'm seeing just, I'm even seeing big trees. We were driving along the other day. It was so funny. Driving along the other day and um, a friend of mine had actually bought, had been bought for Christmas a bonsai from her daughter. Um, so they bought her this, this bonsai tree, which is really cool. And we're driving along and there was this tree. It was just so beautifully, the branches were just so beautifully spaced and, and shaped and, and what have you. And I said, see what happens when you plant your bonsai outside? <laughs> and it was just this massive, this massive tree. bonsai. Massive <laughs> bonsai. Massive, but it looks like yeah. a bigger version of the bonsai tree that she had been given. Amazing. Um, so little things like that, noticing. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering if... Um, you know, certainly look into it, the, the cures, mm. the feng shui cures and, and different things. Don't go overboard. You only need to make a couple of little changes. You don't have to have like your walls plastered with different stuff because, you know, you'll counteract 
the energy, but um, it's interesting, very mm. interesting, some of the things coming up. I reckon that could be a side hustle for you, Rebecca, because um, I've never heard of that before. So, um, and I have Kuan Yin come in sometimes and give business advice. So, yeah, it might be interesting mm. to look at maybe you can sell them at the markets or um, online or something, make them and sell them. I think that's awesome. I mean, I probably wouldn't go to the trouble of making one, but um, if someone else is going to do that, then, um, yeah, I think that's quite an interesting little project for you. Maybe a little side hustle. Maybe I'll take a photo of it and send it mm. uh, send it through. Yeah, can you put it in the? We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. I can put it on socials. Pardon me. Um, I think that's a fabulous idea, and um, I'm thinking, yeah, I don't want my stuff going down the drain either. So, and I'm sure the listener at home would agree with that. Um, Beck, the other thing to consider here is how the number seven's shown up in the world at large. Mm. So, um, and I love this because I often reference this during, so that's my washing machine. Uh, I often reference this during, uh, readings, you know, we've got seven oceans, seven major oceans. We've got seven continents. We've got seven chakras, seven colors of the rainbow, seven archangels. Um, the list goes on. So it's quite a magical number. Um, and I associate it with divine timing and just perfection. So you can see how it's been associated um, in numerology with the deeper meaning of the pattern of things. So it really has a strong connection to nature, you know, you might say. Um, Seven can't be obtained by multiplying two smaller numbers together. It's an odd number. Uh, So that makes it a very mystical number as well. So the link to all of um, those references, again, are in the show notes. Um, So what I'm writing today. So if you want to get any more info, it's all there. Um, but quite a quite a beautiful number, and it's my favourite. Whenever it comes out, um, I find it's a really um, beautiful divine sort of number. Um, and it's interesting. I chose these Phoenix Rising or Psychic Reading cards with the Phoenix on the front too. I was thinking about that because of the uh, fact that I'm a dragon, and that's fire. Uh, and I chose the uh, Psychic Reading cards, which have the Phoenix, which is um, bursting into flames and turning to a little pile of ashes, and then rising from the ashes. And it's like a real rebirth. So. Great deck heading into the new year. Um, that's Debbie Malone. I might take a photo of the front and I'll put that into show notes too. Um, but yeah, really great deck for the new year, but also representing, I guess, that fire, you know, aspect. So having a think about that heading into 2023, a lot of people have been talking about feeling quite angry. And so maybe that's something else for you to consider. Have you got those uh, strong emotions at the moment? Is there a bit of anger coming up? Um, over the break, you know, it's pr- quite a good time to um, have a look at all of those strong emotions, um, even in your kids, you know, maybe the kids talking about their emotions more, et cetera. And, um, you know, I think it's a really good time to sort of do that when we do have some downtime. I think that's what COVID and lockdowns were really good for, actually, um, was that downtime to get everyone to do the work that they'd been putting off doing. But it can be uncomfortable. Certainly can. Certainly can. I was just sort of looking up here. I've put a link into the into the show notes uh, for the sacred scribes, angel numbers. Um, and it is the suggestion, the angel number seven suggests that you're looking to further developing your personal spirituality, encouraging others to do the same. So it tells of learning new skills, listening to your own inner knowledge and stepping out of your comfort zone, Michelle. Yay! In order to further develop and advance on all levels. Um, So, and it's all about communicating, teaching, healing others and serving humanity uh, in manners that suit you best. So um, it's about setting positive examples for others and inspire them to seek their own passion and purpose in life as well. So I, it's going to be, um, you know, a lot of changes coming up. So 
you know, it is a beneficial time with obstacles overcome and success realised. So, and about positive things flowing freely towards you and these things assisting you in your journey. So very, very interesting. Wow. Um, and it's, again, angel number seven resonates with the vibrations and energies of the collective consciousness, which is what we were talking about before. Sure does, um, yeah. So that's, that's interesting. Yeah. It's really interesting. I love the um, science and sort of spiritual aspect of this mm. too. I find that super interesting combining the two of that because, um, you know, it's not like they have to be singular. I don't feel like those things have to be singular and it forms a great, um, you know, conversation for someone who is more science or logical, mm. um, speaking to someone who is a bit more on the spiritual side. I mean, I feel like we can agree. I feel like there is a middle ground and uh, hopefully that's what 2023 is going to bring because, Every year, I think, you know, in the last probably three years has been super interesting and it gets more so, you know, um, every year that goes past. Um, everyone's learning faster, healing faster. Yeah. It's uh, those awakenings, you know, they're coming around more and more and more. Um, you know, 2023 in uh, terms of manifestation, because who doesn't want to manifest uh, everything they want? Um Basically, it's a divine message from your guardian angels that your manifestation will come soon. So, look, if you do see, um, you know, throughout this year, um, the twos and the threes and sort of it reminds you, oh, yeah, we're 2023 or seven, you know, because that's what it adds up to. Um, that's a bit of an indication that you, whatever you're trying to manifest is going to come to fruition. Um, as long as, you know, you listen to your guardians, your guardian angels. So we have a couple of guardian angels um, around us that bring us in as a little soul and uh, stay with us our entire life. Um, so make sure you listen to that little uh, guardian angel, look out for the feathers, the little signs from spirit. And uh, that's really important to pay attention to. Um, so tap into your own creativity this year, intuition and your natural talents and abilities. So that's why I was saying with Beck before with the um, drain covers, I think that that's a really cool idea that I hadn't thought of and I hadn't made anything like that. And um, so, you know, when I hear those little interesting things, little niche markets potentially, um, I'll always sort of um, recommend that or say that to the person. So there's a couple of things you can do to speed up the manifestation of your desires, um, but it starts with getting in touch with your higher self and what you really want in life. So maybe use this opportunity to get in touch with you and that's your awareness, mm -hmm. basically. So wherever your awareness is in your body, um, the higher self generally resides just above the crown, you know, above the crown space. But just become aware of where your awareness is in your body, um, whether that's, you know, through mindful meditation, um, you know, breath work or something like that. And maybe tapping in through even automatic writing, if you want to do a little bit of that. Um, first thing in the morning, I find is really good because you're um, a little bit more, you know, sleepy but alert, you know, starting your day as opposed to at nighttime, you can kind of fall asleep. Um, however, I have done a lot of that in the bath. Um, and what automatic writing is, is just tuning into your guides um, and asking the question, what do I need to know right now? Um, what do I need to bring in? What do I need to work on? And you can write those questions on a notepad um, quite simply and then wait for the answers to land in your mind. So it can help by doodling or scribbling um, to get you started and into the right zone, put some beautiful music on if it is in the bath or something. Um, first thing in the morning, I find the mind is less active in terms of thinking about it logically. Um, this is not something you can think logically about. So maybe have a little go at that. Uh, doing some journaling is great as well. Um, once you get into the flow, uh, various things can kind of come up that you weren't expecting. 
So um, that might be a really good little practice for you heading into the new year. Again, we have a bit of downtime now, so make the most of it. Um, great to go on holidays, great to go camping and do all of that stuff. Uh, but you can also take some time out, go to the beach uh, while you're doing that and um, write a few things down. Um, so really focusing on what you really want. Because let me tell you, the number of people I come in here, have come in here rather, and they're expecting me to tell them what they want. Pretty common, Beck. And it's mm-hmm. surprising because, I mean, I realize I'm a psychic medium and all of that stuff. But a lot of the time, people have already sort of worked through a few things and maybe they're stuck. Maybe they're stuck on, you know, do I go down this path or that path? I'm, I've got to make a decision here. But literally, some people come in and they, let's say they've cared for someone for, you know, 10 years or something like that and literally come into me and they want to know, they want me to tell them what they're going to do or what they should do or, you know, whatever. And I'm sort of there going, okay, well, you know, here's some options and this is what I'm seeing and DDD. And I'm like, does any of that resonate? And they're like, well, no, because I have no idea. Like, what do I want to do? So it kind of flatlines, you know. So before you go and see anybody um, like myself or, you know, Beck, um, have a think about what are your deepest desires? What did you want to do as a kid? What were you sort of thinking about at that point um, before you grew up and became an adult and, you know, got a regular job and then became a carer or whatever it is, you know, whatever you were doing? Um, because it is a little bit flat, you know, when you're sort of giving them all these options and they're like, oh, I, I don't know, I've never thought about it, I don't even know what that is, you know, it is a little bit of a, a bummer, you know, for us. And so um, when you've actually given it some thought and then you come in and see us and we are confirming what you were thinking or talking about or wondering about what you've written in your diary, then things start to get interesting and they get a bit more exciting, okay? Because very rarely you're going to come in and we're just going to be able to tell you, okay, go out, study this. It's going to take this many years and uh, Bob's your uncle, you know? A lot of the time we're going to get little, you know, feelings around um, different options uh, and then that's for you to kind of weigh up. So um, I think it's really important for you to do a little bit of the work first um, without sort of walking in expecting someone else to do all the work for you. I think that's a good um, good way to put it, Beck. Uh, anything you wanted to say, love, before we finish? No, up? and I think I completely agree with you, Michelle. You yeah. do have to do the work. You've got to put in the work. I think if so. If you want to make change, it, it's, it'd be like, you know, um, putting the bread in the toaster and not turning the toaster on, really. Yeah, it kind of is, I think. It kind of is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've just had a been. few experiences like that, and I, I'm trying to word that very kindly, but... I think that, you know, if you're expecting that we're going to do all the work, we can't, you know, Becca and I, we can't turn the toaster on for you. So, you <laughs> know, it is it much in. better. <laughs> well, exactly. But it's much better to, you know, have a think about it, have a conversation with some people, go and see a medium or a psychic mm-hmm. or whatever you want to do. Or a healer, and then, energy healer. Yeah. And then we can get some confirmation for you as opposed to us giving you everything and going, well, here it is, here it is, here it is. And you having really no idea. I actually met a fabulous young man yesterday, Beck, who um, unfortunately has a brain tumor. So he's been going through treatment for, um, I think, around 10 years. Um, great young man, gorgeous boy, loved him. I actually got to meet him. So I was with his mum doing a reading and he came home and she was like, oh, here he is now. So he's in front of the camera. And all of a sudden, as soon as he sat down, Rebecca, I was reading for him. Like as soon as he sat in the chair, I just switched gears and I was like, bang, it was all to do with his kid. And I was talking a lot about, you know, psychology and um, that sort of thing. And he's actually, he's studying psychology and he wants to do his master's in it. But um, he was asking about being a doctor. He said, what do you think about me being a doctor? (laughs) And I said, well, I said, that's cool. I said, that's cool, mate. 
but it's a little clinical, you know, and I was just going with my feeling and I drew some cards and it was energy healing, energy healing, energy healing, and all of this sort of stuff. And I said, have you thought about doing work with, um, you know, young people and, uh, you know, children and things like that? And I said, I do like, you know, I said, if you go into doctor, do doctor, and then maybe break out into something a little bit more with images and, you know, a bit more like hypnotherapy and stuff like that, where you can actually do some stuff. And he said, well, that's really funny. You said, you know, young people and children and stuff, because he said, I'm um, wanting to be a pediatrician. So he specifically wants to work with Mm -hmm. children and babies. So I was like, that's perfect. Love that because I feel like you can make a difference. And then at some point, he's still a young guy. And I said, at some point, it'd be great to see you branch out into more of the spiritual. So it's funny because I only wrote these show notes this morning. I hadn't even like looked at anything yet. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm looking Mm -hmm. at 2023 Mm -hmm. and it's science and spirituality, I'm thinking, isn't that funny that I was saying that to that kid, but everything made sense to him because he already had done the work, thought about it. And he wasn't even booked in for a reading with me. His mum was. It was just that he walked in (laughs) and all of a sudden I'm saying all this stuff to him. So he was thrilled to bits, tickled pink, was like, that's amazing confirmation. Thank you so much. Because I didn't know anything. She's like, I didn't tell Michelle anything. And then, you know, it just all came up. So um, that's the stuff that I get excited about, you know. And if he'd given it no thought and I'm just there, blah, you know, yeah. he wouldn't have known about pediatrics or any of that stuff. So it would have just been like, eh, you know, um, it wouldn't have been as cool as it was. So have a think heading into the new year. And uh, certainly if you want any more tips on automatic writing or any of those things, um, send us an email, um, livingenlightened33 at gmail.com. We are on socials on Facebook. So if you want to get in touch with us on Facey, you can um, jump on Living Enlightened, the page, our podcast page. And uh, leave a comment. All our shows are up there. All the links are up there. We operate through Podbean, but you can hear us through um, whichever podcast um, app you listen through. And um, have a wonderful new year, et cetera. Um, This is going to air just before the new year. So um, you'll be able to hear us in the new year, 2023 as well, seven. And uh, it's been great, Beck. Thank you for a wonderful year. No, thank you. It's been been amazing and thank you to all of our listeners out there lots of love to you lots of loves yeah. um i just wanted to say here yeah um i just wanted to add that um this over this next couple of weeks before the new year actually kicks in for us and maybe even into the new year it might be a good time for people to start looking at their beliefs and their behaviors um and you know sort of taking like we were saying, responsibility for your thoughts and your actions and, and you know, where you are, where you're sitting at. Mm. Um, because everything we do has cause and effect. And this is, I think, the message that we're trying to get across here. Yeah. Um, so cause and effect will play out and it is inevitable. So if you can make sure that um, you're sort of looking at yourself and making sure that you are, you know, working with integrity and not letting that ego step in because we all know what ego is like mm. um so you know the ego doesn't always tell the truth um the effect will always follow the cause um even just as simple as admitting that you've made a mistake or you know self-justifying doesn't mitigate harm it doesn't mm. you know 
Yep. I'm sorry, but doesn't yeah. sort of help. So no, um, no buts. And that's it. And we all make mistakes. But the thing is, if we can take that on and admit in to our humanity that, yes, I'm human, we make mistakes, and then um, sort of looking into that and our beliefs and our behaviours, um, might be a good time to to sort of look in that moving into the new year. Yeah, great point. And I think it is take responsibility for what you can yeah. take responsibility for, though. And I think that that's an important um, point to make because uh, I had a lady yesterday who was uh, feeling very guilty about the death of a mum, for example, yeah. and feeling like she might have been responsible and that she could have done something differently and all this sort of stuff. And certainly that wasn't the view of her mother who was in spirit. But she had carried around an immense amount of guilt, mm. you know, over the death of mum. It's take responsibility for what you can take responsibility for. Someone else's passing, you know, despite the fact that, you know, the doctors did whatever they did and, you know, made a few mistakes or whatever the case may be, um, is not your fault. It's not your no. responsibility. And I think I'm speaking to the broader community as I say that. Um, it's really important to remember, take responsibility for what you can take responsibility for. And not carrying around the burdens of others. You know, I think that's a really, you know, something that weighs a lot of people down. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. All right, my love. Well, thank you so much. It's been a great episode. And um, I think next time we're going to get together and talk about showing up and being accountable. So this is actually interesting. That's actually a really good segue into what we're (laughs) going to be talking about next time. So I didn't realize that until I sort of looked at it uh, in the show notes. So showing up and accountability. Um, I think this is going to be a great episode based on what we just talked about. Um, and so we're carrying on that thought, I guess, and, uh, we're going to be talking about that. Um, that'll be into the new year, January, 2023. Very cool. How exciting. Thank you, Beck. Have a beautiful day. Actually, just really quickly, January, 2023, Mm -hmm. my birthday is in January on the 23rd. Oh my gosh. 23rd of the 1st, 2023. Yeah. Wow. That's, That's pretty so cool. awesome. That's pretty so cool. awesome. We <laughs> may have, I don't know what day of the week that is. The 23rd. What day of the week is that? Uh, oh, it's a Monday. Okay. It's an 11th. We had an episode going that then. Um, that's a Lunar New Year holiday, the 23rd as well. Christmas Island. Oh, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> this is looking well, like calendar. That's where I go. <laughs> there you go. Back off to Christmas Island. All right, guys, we'll have a beautiful day and um, we will see you very, very soon. I'll speak to you very, very soon.